Well, I hope you all had a, a good Valentine's Day yesterday. We had a wonderful Cana dinner here last night, uh, pretty much a full house. You know, they say, or some say that love is blind, but I hear that marriage is quite an eye-opener. Yes? Anyway, you'll have to tell me your stories. I want to read, we had this beautiful Psalm 32 today, and I want to read more of what was missed in the selection they gave us. They missed several lines, they, they abbreviated it in our book here, but I want to fill out the psalm that we just heard. So I'm going to include some lines that were not in what we just uh, read here. And it goes like this. Happy the man whose fault is forgiven, whose sin is remitted. I kept it secret, and my frame was wasted. I groaned all the day long, for night and day your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up like the summer's heat. But now I have acknowledged my sins. My guilt I did not hide. I said to myself, I will confess my offense to the Lord. And you, Lord, have forgiven the guilt of my sin. Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Exalt you just. O come, ring out your joy all you upright of heart. Some of the Psalms can be beautiful windows into the soul to help us understand the workings of our own hearts. And here we have the experience of a soul that is miserable. There's a weight of heaviness upon it. The energy and the strength is all dried up because they are holding a sin in their soul that is hidden. They are keeping it secret. Now, obviously, we cannot hide ourselves from God. God knows our hearts. I may be able to hide my sin from my own consciousness by a life of distractions and diversions, just staying busy. I maybe can be good at hiding myself from other people. But even though I cannot hide my sins from the Lord, I can close myself off from receiving his mercy. And so the psalm continues where there's a moment of grace, where the person realizes the futility, the vanity of keeping their sin hidden, and they bring it out into the light. They confess it to the Lord, and the Lord forgives their sin. And then follows the experience of great joy and rejoicing in having their sins forgiven and become clean. Archbishop Fulton Sheen, one of the, one of the great bishops 
of our country who died in 78. He shared a story of a woman in his parish who asked him to go see her son, who was a uh, top executive of a bank for many years, but was now in the hospital, a psychiatric ward, being treated for serious depression and anxiety. He said to her, well, if it's psychological, I will not be able to help him, but I'll go see him. So he goes to visit, and he's sitting there with this man, and he tells him, just, just talk to me for 10 minutes. Share what's going on in your life and what you've been doing and so forth. So he let him go on for about 10, 15 minutes. And it wasn't what he was saying, but what was underlying the words. And in those, the archbishop sensed a clue of what might be the problem. So he said to the man, he got an inspiration, how much did you steal? And the man was a little bit taken aback, got a little nervous and squirmish, tried to change the subject. And the bishop said again, how much did you steal? And praise God, this man was able to receive the grace to humbly admit that he was stealing and embezzling thousands of dollars from the bank where he worked. The bishop encouraged him then to make a good confession, which he did. And he got all this stuff off his soul, his heart, and he checked out of the hospital that day. I met an old Irish Jesuit priest years ago who used to give retreats all over the country. My mother and I went to one of his retreats here. And he was giving a retreat out on the West Coast. And he was waiting in the airport for his flight. And he got a phone call from a woman that he knew from that area from years ago who begged him to go and see her daughter. This Young 70-year-old girl was a very outgoing, bubbly personality, always joyful and giddy, and she had become catatonic, unresponsive. She would not speak to anyone. It's like she just went numb. So she begged him to go see her. So he agreed to do it. He canceled his flight. He went to the hospital. It was a psychiatric ward in a hospital nearby. By the time he got there, it was 11 o'clock at night. The nurses and the doctors were not happy to see him. They said, excuse me, sir, visiting hours are over. Now, this Irish priest was always ready for a fight. He said, neither for you or for me. These are my hours and so they begrudgingly let him see her. They put a couple chairs in a small little room. So he's sitting there across from this little girl. And after two minutes, three minutes, nothing. He continues to talk to her and try to encourage her to talk, to speak. And after ten minutes, still nothing. He gets an inspiration and he says to her, Honey, 
You have done something that you cannot undo. These words were hardly out of his mouth when a tear began to form in the corner of one of her eyes. Within seconds, she is sobbing uncontrollably. When she's able to get herself together, she's able to admit to him that she just had an abortion and it was killing her from the inside. And so, like Archbishop Fulton Sheen, this Irish priest encouraged her to bring this into confession. And so she brought it into confession and all other things that she was carrying that were burdening her heart. And she instantly changed back into this outgoing, bubbly, joyful personality that she was before. She said to Father, Father, there's a chapel downstairs with an organ. Do you think they would mind if I went downstairs and played it? So they went downstairs to the chapel, and she is playing all these hymns, and she is just singing for joy because of the experience of being cleansed and forgiven. They get back upstairs to the seventh floor. She says, Father, would you be willing to see my roommate down the hall? I think she needs to talk to you too. He could have been there all night. It used to be years ago when psychologists and priests used to work more closely together, and some still do today. Archbishop Fulton Sheen had many friends who were psychologists. He himself got a PhD in psychology. And one of his friends said to him one day, he said, Archbishop, if half of my clients would just make a good confession and take a walk every day, they'd probably be okay. And what are many of these people doing in the psychologist's office? They're confessing their sins. But the one thing that the psychologist cannot give them, no matter how expensive those sessions are, those psychologists can never give them the absolution of Jesus Christ. This is the genius and wisdom of God, of Catholicism, in the sacraments that Jesus Christ instituted, and especially in confession, is that there we can receive the absolution of Jesus Christ, and it's free. It doesn't cost anything. Last Yesterday I heard three hours of confession. Three hours of pure joy. Now maybe at first not for the penitents. But afterwards, yes. To see the joy on their faces from allowing Jesus Christ to touch the places within them that were crying out for healing, for forgiveness and deliverance. My dear friends, on Wednesday this week, we are going to begin another Lenten journey together. It's going to begin by receiving those ashes on our forehead in the shape of a cross. And those powerful words that ring out through the gospel message of Jesus 
will be spoken over us. Repent and believe in the gospel. How wonderful a Lent this would be for us if we would ask God to give us the same courage and boldness of the leper in the gospel and to come to Jesus and allow him to touch any secret sins that we might be carrying within us, whether they are recent ones or ones that go way back into our childhood and younger years, and to allow Jesus Christ to touch them, to pour the oil of his compassion and mercy upon them, and to send us away clean. That's one of the greatest gifts that God gives us, to become entirely clean. This is the gift of confession. And for this purpose, we will be increasing the occasions or opportunities for confession in our parish. What's wonderful is we have so many churches around here, there are many opportunities to go to confession almost every day of the week if we look at all the the schedules in different churches. Here we're going to add two more confession times. Every Friday before the 9 a.m. Mass, from 8 8 o'clock to 8.45 a.m., there will be confessions before the 9 a.m. Mass every Friday from here on out. During Lent, we'll also have confessions before the Stations of the Cross on Friday nights from 6 to 6.45, Stations at 7. And then Stations at the end, we're going to have a time of adoration. Hope you can come to that. So, let us pray to God for the gift. The reason why God sent his son into the world and the reason why he sends his church into the world is to pour out the oil of his mercy and compassion upon our sins. Let us come this Lent to be fully and completely cleansed so that we might know the joy that the psalmist writes about in today's words. Amen.